Hello, 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 hello. Uh, welcome back to Raptors Report. I'm your host, Ezra Maleko, uh, diligently covering Raptors news, Raptors games, you know. Uh, I'm in the trenches, for real. So uh, if you want more content like this, uh, I guess you can subscribe to whatever app platform you listen to me on. Uh, or you can check out my, my Medium should definitely be posting some stuff on there very soon. Um, but I just wanted to talk about this game because uh, it was it was it, it, it was a good game. Like uh, I feel like recent Raptors basketball has been a lot of games where it feels like we're gritting out a, a tough win against a, a team that far outmatches us in in some skill category like you know um the Mavericks win that that felt like a very tough kind of gritty win because I mean you're playing Luka Doncic on the other end right like he's he's at least top five right potentially even like further up than that where where you want to put him that's up to you uh, not a debate I want to get into but uh he you know playing a guy like that or, uh, you know, playing in, in Atlanta uh, about a week ago, you know, where you have Scotty uh, missing that last minute layup right at the end and uh, and blowing that rotation on, on A.J. Griffin, giving him that open layup to end the game. You know, like, it, it hasn't been good vibes for the Raptors in, in recent times. And I'm so glad, so glad to watch them actually come out and just dominate a game pretty much front to back. Like, uh, I think the Cavs led for the first three or four minutes of this game. And then after that, it was it was Raptors all the way. Um, and at the very center of that is the return of our boys, Pascal Siakam, to the starting lineup. Oh man, it looked good. It looked good, man. Uh, it's no secret that he's played incredibly well in his time this year. Of course, he's dealt with an injury that's kept him out basically half of the season. Half of what's happened in the season were only about 20, what is this? This I think this was the 20th game for the Raptors. So uh, Pascal's only played in 10 of those games, so exactly half the season. Um, but when he's played, he's consistently looked like the best player on this team and you know nine times out of ten i would say uh the best player on the floor period um he he looked pretty good tonight uh there was nobody in this game who really really uh took over like um well i'll get into it a little bit later og and anobi definitely had uh some spurts and some moments of taking the game over and uh i thought darius garland played fairly well in the in the first half uh second half it it was a lot rougher um but yeah uh the guy that you would expect to kind of uh do his thing in this game donovan mitchell he had just a an abysmal performance honestly by his standards um uh compared to pascal siakam who didn't have necessarily his best game. Um, he had 17 on 7 of 10 shooting going into 
the first half and then uh he ended the game with 18 points so he only scored one more point uh he missed all four of his field goal attempts and he missed a free throw um but you know he ended up with 18 11 and 5 on the night so you saw it he was of course able to apply a lot of pressure to the defense very early on which i thought was so huge so huge in setting the pace for uh for the team to just get into their sets like um the amount of of labor it, it feels like i've watched this team put in to just getting a very basic half court offense going in the last couple of weeks has been truly truly eye opening um and just to have pascal even in his kind of clearly not all the way there form i thought even when he was uh doing his thing and 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 scoring very well i thought you know he maybe didn't get to the rim as much as you would expect him to he wasn't really going to the uh post moves as much he was actually playing a lot in the mid-range i thought really what happened was just that the mid-range kind of got away from him and uh from there he didn't really have anything that he could he could give which you know on a on a night where we're playing a close game against a good team uh that would hurt us but i mean it's his first game back we're playing a good team that's honestly played a very bad game um you know let's 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 talk about the Cavs for a second like i said donovan mitchell really struggling in this game he had eight points uh og ananobi just 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 gave him nothing to work with honestly um i mean there were some open three-point shots that he was able to attempt uh kind of early in the shot clock at, at times and none of them really looked uh good for him i i don't know what what that's about because he's generally a pretty uh pretty reliable three-point shooter um so I, I I'm I'm a little concerned about that honestly because <laughs> he bricked some really open looks, um, but I mean he he definitely couldn't get anything going downhill. I think I saw him take one layup in this entire game, which was really insane to think about because that guy is you know built to go downhill. Um, but yeah, he he wasn't able to be effective because OGN and Obi was all over him. Um, overall. The Cavaliers didn't do much better outside of him. Uh, Isaac Okoro, 32 minutes in this game. He went one for 11. He had two points. Um, you know, it, it, it was a good assignment to put Pascal on him. Uh, of course, you're not expecting Pascal to uh, to give you the same type of two-way play that you would expect him to um, when he's sort of in rhythm and, and at the peak of his powers. But uh, yeah, it, Isaac Okoro gave him a very easy assignment. Um, he couldn't hit anything out there. Uh, and it was it was honestly a little embarrassing, like uh, in a cringe way. Like uh, I was watching it and I was cringing because he would be wide open and the defense would spend, you know, three or four seconds just looking at him. And then, uh, you know, he, he would toss up a terrible, terrible brick. So I I mean he he looked like me at the at the park out there um which is not a compliment in any way um 
And yeah, outside of that, uh, the Cavs roster, they didn't really manage to get much going. Evan Mobley, he played a v- very solid game, honestly. Um, it was it was clear to, I think, most people that the Cavs would not be the same defensively because Jared Allen was not able to play this game, which, uh, you know, I think they still played... Um, definitely not a good defensive game because the Raptors were able to, you know, pull out of it, uh, pretty early, but, um, you know, they, they did a good enough job in, in making sure that the, uh, Raptors wouldn't just run away with it, that, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be too mad about it, but, um, yeah, Evan Mobley, he's not able to anchor that defense by himself in the same way that Jared Allen would be without Evan Mobley out on the floor. So, um, you know, you didn't expect him to uh, create some sort of um, uh, presence at the rim that, that really garnered a lot of uh, respect from, from the Raptors offense. And, uh, you know, Spicy P was giving him the work at, at times. It was... Uh, it was nice. OG and Anobi too kind of mixed them up at at one point. It was actually, you know what? I yeah, that that wasn't that was a crazy play. I just need to think about that. Yeah, so OG and Anobi, he just it was it was crazy. I mean, it was like a it was like an and one mixtape type of type of bucket. You know, like he he's doing like a behind the back. He, he kind of got him with like a hezzy half spin move, and he fades over him. Yeah, um, I don't necessarily love OG Ananobi taking these types of, uh, you know, flashy, self-created mid-range attempts, but uh, clearly that's what, you know, there's an agreement that he should be able to do that stuff with between him and the coaching staff. And uh, on a night like tonight where he takes advantage of his opportunities, uh, it, it really opens up a lot for the offense as well. Um, and I thought it looked particularly good right next to what Pascal Siakam was doing. Having two six eight, six nine uh guys, and, you know, not to mention Scotty Barnes, who we will get to. Uh, some positive signs from him, but definitely definitely not his strongest game. Although I thought he, he looked better um, than he has at... at other points in the season um but having those you know two guys able to get their shot in the mid-range very consistently was a huge boon for this offense especially at times when uh Fred Van Vliet was not necessarily as uh assertive as you'd like him to be in in a game like this he he kind of disappeared for long stretches of this game I will say um and not that it really mattered because the Raptors were playing with the lead from pretty much the first half of the first quarter. Um, but, you know, you, you would like to see Fred Van Vliet get a little bit more involved in that, both as a scorer, as a facilitator. He only had 13 points, five assists, five for 15 shooting. Um, you know, he did some some good little stuff out there. Um, there was some good decision making on his part at times, but, uh, you know, uh, you would want him to shoot a little bit better, but honestly, the vibe was so good. Who, who really, who's really counting, right? Um, 
Thaddeus, I, Thaddeus Young, Juancho, uh, not super productive nights for them. Thad Young had 10 points, 4 for 7 shooting, 7 boards, 3 assists, uh, kind of kind of doing something similar to what Marcus Gasol used to do for us, um, except, you know, he's not the size of Marcus Gasol at all. Uh, he's much smaller. Um, but he's he's still a, he's still a very smart vet. He's he's clearly seen a lot of NBA offense being run. He he knows just how to hit the right man. Um, and I think you know what what he was able to bring was just a level of professionalism and a level of recognition that uh, can be lacking at times with the rest of the roster. So um, I liked what he did. Um, it's really funny to watch him try to drive, you know, he's, he's definitely getting up there in age. Um, so to watch him, you know, put the ball on the deck and then he's running at the, at the rim, uh, they kind of let him, you know, get a little bit of a head of steam there. Cause it doesn't seem like he can really control the touch on the basketball very well in terms of like when he's moving forward and he needs to like kind of decelerate it to kind of gently place it on the on the backboard but you know that that young's a vet I, I won't tell him how to play basketball he's 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 probably better than me probably we'll see um Juancho he also not super productive but he just he just played within the scheme very well I, I feel like he was uh great defensively at times like he he had a lot of good hustle plays uh, a couple of blocks that i thought were were really impressive you know he just uh he found a way to fit in um very efficient he only took three shots but he he made two of them one of them was a three happy with that that's that's pretty good 20 minute shift from juancho um and i really uh was not expecting to but i really liked how the lineup of freddy og juancho pascal and thad looked to start that game it looked very uh it it looked like it gave uh those three players that are the core of our team og fred and pascal it looked like it gave them a little bit more room to just you know, run the offense, play smart, do what they do, get their points. Uh, and honestly, that's, uh, we've kind of gotten away from that. There's a lot of still young talent on this team that we want to, of course, be able to work in. And Scotty's, of course, at the core of that. But um, when we've played through those three guys, Pascal, OG, Freddie, uh, We've been one of the best teams in the NBA for a while now. Um, since 2020, I think that's one of the best three-man combinations in the league. Um, I don't have the statistics to back that up, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure there is some uh, Blake Murphy statistic that would uh, back me up on that. Um, and I, I think giving them a chance to get what they need to get done uh right at the beginning of the game um with you know uh Juancho and and Thad just being able to 
kind of, you know, move and cut and set screens and, and just play within the offense and and set them up. I, I, I honestly kind of like that look. And, um, of course, uh, Scotty Barnes, I think, is a bigger surprise to be coming off the bench than Gary Trent was. Um, I'm confident he's eventually going to get his chance back in the starting lineup. Like, I, I don't think this is some sort of long-term relegation to the bench. Um, although I, I think it could potentially be for Gary. Um, that's, that's a later conversation, but, uh, Scotty, Scotty, I think, uh, I think it, I, I liked him coming off the bench a little bit because it, it didn't seem like he was too out of sorts. He wasn't very efficient tonight, five for 12, one for four from three, you know, kind of the Scotty Barnes experience as, as we've had it at times, but, um, it looked a lot better when he, when he's coming off the bench, honestly, um, instead of being the guy that we're kind of relying on to create a lot of offense for this team that's not necessarily equipped to generate it uh, from a lot of different uh, players. Um, I thought Scotty just... I, like, he, he deserves a little bit of time in the shade. Um, he's clearly still not moving all the way correctly. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to speculate on what his health status is because that's kind of turned into a a weird minefield of, you know, Nick Nurse criticism or is Nick Nurse playing the long game or is Nick Nurse lying to the media? Is Nick Nurse lying to Scotty about his own injury, man? Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to get involved in any of that. But um, I, I thought he, he looked like he was probably still feeling it a little bit, still getting that uh, prime Scotty Barnes athleticism back. Um, I think we'll probably see it within the next two or three games, just like a, a good, solid Scotty game. Um, yeah, I. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily rushing to put him back in that starting lineup. If I'm Nick Nurse... Um, I really like what I saw out of that starting group. Um, and I liked the look of having Scotty and Gary coming off the bench because, you know, um, even if it wasn't the most efficient offense uh, with them two on the floor, um, it was still a lot better than, you know, having the bench unit be uh, some sort of gross combination of Scotty... Chris Boucher, Birch, uh, you you can fill in the blanks. Trent and Coloco, you know, like one of these nasty, gross, stinky, putrid, you know, lineups that we've had to put out recently. Uh, Nick Nurse is definitely an experimental guy, and uh, you know, you don't you can't begrudge him for just needing to evaluate what he has in that type of situation where everybody's kind of injured out. But, oh, man, I, I really hope we're not seeing that. But instead, we were seeing more like, okay, now you're seeing Freddie, Scotty, uh, OG, Trent, and Coloco, which, you know, was basically the starting lineup for, you know, a little chunk there while Pascal was out. And... 
I thought it looked I thought it looked much better as as our like second unit as our second look to give, you know, Freddie and Scotty a little bit more of a chance to uh be sort of primary within the offense. Um but yeah, uh it, they they both took a back seat to our guy OG Ananobi tonight, you know? I I feel like I feel like the hierarchy has been kind of spoken about behind the scenes. Like I feel like at some point, OG Ananobi has kind of just stepped up to the table and said, "All right, uh, Scotty, Freddie, Gary, you're all you're all good players, and uh, we need you on this team." But it's it's my time to shine. Um, not the most productive game I've I've seen from him. Like uh, he had twenty points. Uh, I believe he had one rebound. Uh, yeah, one rebound and two assists. Um, one steal, one block, not stuffing the stat sheet by any means, but you know, eight of thirteen shooting. Uh, he put up some threes. He got into the paint. He, you know, did some mid range stuff, which was tantalizing. Um, and he he did it in a very timely fashion. I feel like he he took a lot of these shots, kind of uh, at the end of the third, going into the fourth, and I thought that was the exact time we needed it because the Raptors offense was kind of hitting a skid there. And uh, yeah, OG, he just looked really great on both ends. Because um, like I said, he he put Donovan Mitchell in Alcatraz all night. Uh, not that that was an entirely OG Ananobi-centric effort, but um, yeah, o- OG really played a fantastic game here. Like I, I really can't say enough how much he's uh just grown and improved as a a two-way player um i i feel like there have been times where we're seeing og ananobi be this incredible lengthy disruptive defender that you know gets five steals every night uh and then there have been times where we're seeing him you know pull out these mid-range stuffs and he, you know, he's hitting some step back threes or whatever. Like he, he's doing dunks. He's, he's getting into the paint with like a soft left-handed reverse or whatever. You know, he, he's showcased some offensive stuff. But I feel like uh, there haven't been a ton of games where he's been able to really seamlessly put it all together. Uh, the last game against Dallas, I thought he he did that very well. And uh, the game against Atlanta, I also thought. He he played very well in that one. But, you know, today, uh, even though it didn't translate to, you know, like a 25 and 12 type of night, um, it was it was super impactful. Uh, if you were watching this game, uh, you know about OG Ananobi now. Uh, yeah, like, honestly, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the kind of game where you had anybody really backpacking it. Definitely, uh, you saw Pascal Siakam sort of, you know, take the ball and say, all right, these next three, these next four shots, they're all mine. And uh, he did a really good job in those situations of just converting. Like uh, he he took a three at the end of a, a shot clock where the Raptors had like 1.4 on the clock. And I think, um, you know, he, he just grabbed it in the corner and he chucked it up there and, you know. It was it was butter. It was easy money, uh, 
And that's that's so far from the Pascal of, you know, a few years ago. Um, funny enough, I was actually listening back to some of the previous Raptors Report episodes uh, and, you know, always talked about Pascal a lot. And uh, a lot of those reports, I, I was saying like, all right, he's going to this jumper a lot. I don't know. Uh, he's not really hitting it like that. The three is still not looking good. I, I don't know. The defensive stuff, it's it's not looking good, um, which I, I think was valid at the time. He, he There were a lot of games where it just didn't look good, but um, I think we all knew that there was there was this level for him to get to, uh, and I'm just I'm just so glad to see him back on the floor, able to put together what I think is gearing up to be an All NBA campaign. Um, I think All M- yeah, like All NBA thirteen. I feel like you can pencil him in there, unless uh, knocking all my wood desk here. Unless something kind of catastrophic happens, uh, I, I think he's probably getting into that All NBA spl- All NBA slot. Starting the All Star team, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, it's gonna be hard to get in over Giannis, Tatum, KD. Uh, you know, uh, maybe he can. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't actually know how the starting works. I'm pretty sure it's a lot more position centric so i i can't really think of a way for him to get into that starting lineup though he really should be because he's played like a top 10 player i would say like uh if there is somebody who's made a case to be that second all-star for the raptors which you know we have to start winning some more games before we can really get too crazy with those types of conversations uh but if somebody is making that case, I think it's strongly OG and Anobi. Uh, the defensive contributions, they they must be recognized. Uh, they're, it's insane, the stuff that you see him do on a regular basis. Just having that guy who can be put on the best player on the other team. And, you know, uh, sometimes you're going to get nights where Luka Doncic is just cooking, like, not the last game we played against him, but the one prior where, uh, where actually uh, Pascal got injured. Uh, Luka was insane on on whoever guarded him. Uh, so that's, that's going to happen at times. But um, I feel like there's always going to be at least, like, 12 games a year where you just stick OG and Anobi on the best player on the other team. By the way, uh, in that Nets game, uh, it's it feels bad to brag about this because we lost that game by, by like double digits, I think. But Kevin Durant in that game, twelve points. Uh, that's scary, right? Like, uh, I I don't know who who does that. Who does that to Kevin Durant? OG Ananobi. Who's the next player on that list? Jason Tatum, maybe. Uh, Andrew. Williams maybe could do something like that. I don't. I I, I don't know. I who's who's the next two way wing who is uh, doing what OG Ananobi does on the defensive end. I j- I just don't see that person. I just don't see who that next guy is. Uh, but you know, in in terms of making the All Star game, um, I think if the Raptors are able to 
uh well every, everybody's not everybody's healthy but a good amount of the rotation is healthy uh i think we probably will get precious achua back in maybe a month uh auto porter jr uh no word on how long his injury could keep him out i don't really know about toe injuries like that but uh i'm not expecting him back anytime soon but i do think when he is back uh i'm I'm very excited to see how he'll be able to play with the starters you know nick's gonna give him a lot of minutes a lot of run with this starting group because he looked good in uh in the limited time that he was able to play but uh yeah uh not much else to cover about this game really like i said it was pretty much decided from the first quarter uh just an onslaught by the raptors getting into the paint just second chance boards uh you know able to draw a lot of contact going to the line um not not a whole lot else to say really the raptors shot very efficiently from three as well uh the Cavs conversely shot uh less than 20 percent from three which is you know looking like the prime tampa bay raptors with that type of performance yeah seven for 38 which is 18 percent from three very very sus very sus numbers from them but uh yeah uh not too much else to say it, it was it was a good win happy win uh i feel good <laughs> you should too if you're a raptors fan pascal's back uh scotty gary they're back playing you know uh it remains to be seen how long they'll be on the bench what they're kind of upcoming roles will be with the team because i think i think we're at the point of the season where we're not really doing these experiments anymore we just need to get together and win some games uh kind of climb out of what was uh a little not not a huge trench uh dug for us by any means you know losing your best player and going five for five in a 10 game stretch where you're also losing a lot of other players uh pretty solid pretty solid so we'll we'll see we'll see how how all of that shakes out with them but uh yeah uh thank you so much for listening uh trying to get back into doing this regularly so uh any support would be appreciated and yeah uh god bless have a good night